Yay! Welcome to First Time Parents from Toddler Tantrums to Marriage Meltdowns. We bear it all. Kicked hubby out today and I am in bed with Dr. Kyla. Hello! (laughs) Always lovely to be here. Yes. Well, you were back on season one when we were just learning how to feed our little Memphis solids and now he's a full-blown what feels like a teenager. (laughs) Crazy, a three-nager. Yeah, a three-nager who definitely has the attitude and I thought, oh, my gosh, I need to speak to Dr. Kyla. You saved our lives (laughs) for so many of us. It's (laughs) one of the most downloaded episodes because – You just make it feel really simple and easy when it comes to eating with your child. And that's probably because this is your job, right? (laughs) (laughs) I would hope so. It's my specialty. So if I can do that well, that's a nice reflection, I guess. Yes. You're not just some random random mom trying to share um, her wealth of knowledge with us. You actually are a pediatric dietitian. Um, You've got baby mealtimes. I know toddler mealtimes. There's so many things that you do to support parents. And And family mealtimes now. You one for school-aged kids. You'll only be like a year off that, right? Oh my gosh. Yes, I know. Cause he's going to be four next year. And yeah. So this is why I want you on here because I, I feel like as a mum of a three-year-old right now, I am the snack bitch. And he looks <laughs> at me and just says, I'm hungry. Mum, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I think I've heard it 83,000 times today and it's not even midday. So <laughs> is this normal? It's super normal. But don't you remember the days when you're like, I wish they'd just tell me what they want. And now when they tell you like every two seconds, you're like, can you just stop with the talking now? It's too much. Well, I think it's the I'm hungry line. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, we literally just fed you or, you know, it wasn't what you wanted or do you know what I mean? Like, but I think what's coming up for me as I'm understanding myself a little bit more is I'm starting to think like, oh my God, because I've had eating issues and being an emotional eater, he's triggering me thinking that, oh my God, my kid is turning into like someone who just wants to binge eat. That's literally what's been coming up for me. Yeah. And look, I think it's a tricky one because we sway, we go from kind of one end of the scale where we're like, okay, they're asking me all the time. Like I need to kind of set some boundaries in place, but then they're having kind of big meltdowns about it. And so the other part of us is thinking like, maybe they're legitimately hungry. Like I don't want to withhold food if my child is kind of starving, even though maybe they ate five minutes ago. Like (laughs) there's just so much like back and forth, I think in parent brain when it comes Mm. to feeding and like how much do we respond to their requests? Do you know, like, because if you are giving snacks, 400 million times a day, Mm. like A, that's exhausting. (laughs) And B, by the time they get to dinner, they're like, "Mm, not hungry, thanks. Yeah. 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 And then when we get to dinner, it's only what he wants now. He's, you know, I never wanted to label him fussy because I was so scared that he was going to become a fussy eater. But is this normal as well, still being fussy at three and a bit? Absolutely. Like kids are not adventurous naturally right there are going to be some unicorn kids who eat everything and they really enjoy different flavors but actually for the majority of kids it's actually it's about um learning to like food sorry there goes my doorbell in the background Um, I love it do you know what last time you and I were on a live together insta live I think your doorbell went as well so so popular the Christmas deliveries they just keep on coming um (laughs) what was I saying (laughs) 
This so, is where my mum focus is not the same. As oh, mate, I feel you. So we were talking about um, being the snack bitch, that I'm hungry, and then getting to dinner and being I'm fussy then. Is this normal? Yeah. So I was talking about kids not being super adventurous with food, right? Mm, and yes. really for most kids, even through early school years, I'm not expecting them to be eating, you know, foie gras on their steak, but I'm also not expecting them to eat a heap of different veggies. Do you know, like there's a lot of those foods that take a long time to learn to like. And if you think about yourself, I'm sure there were foods that you didn't like as a kid yeah. until you were like eggs for me. When I think about it, like eggs are fabulous now as an adult, but I <laughs> did not eat those foods. I certainly did not eat things kind of mixed together um, for a long time. And it's the same as kids. So we expect like young toddlers to be fussy, but in fact, I'm expect- expecting and kids to be fussy until they're well into kind of six, seven, eight, nine, ten years of age. And I think what we want to do is try not to get too stuck in the individual moment, like, oh, this meal is not going to eat this thing or this is starting to look like fussy. And instead kind of thinking, okay, we've got like another, what, at least, you know, 15 years of him being at home. How can we really slowly help him to like get used to these foods over time rather than feeling like it's on our head to get them to eat a variety Mm. at this point? So absolutely, hugely normal for them to be asking for snacks because they're easy to eat, right? And yeah. it's usually normal for them to be kind of a little bit indignant about what they will and won't eat at main meals. Um, and that doesn't mean they're the boss of mealtime, right? So part of the, our approach here is not letting them set the rules around things, but also for us to not expect them to eat like adults because they just can't. Yeah, that is so good. And I know I think the last time I spoke to you, it was an Instagram live we did and it was maybe about a year ago. And I know you said to me, you changed the game for me. It's the I'm hungry that I said is coming up at the moment. But how I thought was it's not about that one meal. And I started thinking about his week instead of that one meal. And that changed so much because I was just constantly thinking about that one meal and like when he wasn't having his vegetables. And But then I would look at the morning and I'm like, well, we have a blueberry smoothie every morning with spinach in it, cheese seeds like you know and we and we love that and it's part of our day and then when he goes to daycare he'll eat food at daycare and they've got the vegetables in the pasta or whatever so I started to think like that and that really helped me ease off and I think the last year I've been like yeah I've got this mum you know the mum food thing but it's probably this last couple of weeks that the I'm hungry's got so intense And like I said, he's triggering that old part of me who's talked a lot about my, you know, my own personal issues with food and stuff over the years. And so it's coming up to me. And then, because, you know, as mum's like confession, I use food to bribe sometimes. Like I definitely do. And I probably used food when he was emotional, when he was, you know, those years that he couldn't always communicate or whatever. And it's like, quick, we'll do this. So that's why I started to think, oh my God, is it me? Have I created a monster? (laughs) And look, part of it is a really tricky thing, especially in like for three-year-olds and like one-year-olds, two-year-olds as well. Mm. Like when those big feelings come out, that can be really uncomfortable for us to deal with. And it can feel really tricky for kids if they feel like they've hit a bit of a nerve, like if every time they say I'm hungry and they kind of see us do a little bit of like, mm, that's really triggering or that like you've asked that so many times and I can feel myself getting kind of escalating a little bit. It's it's a really normal toddler thing to push 
on that door, right? Like there's something here that mum's not quite sure about. I'm just going to keep asking and see what happens next, right? And that's like I think sometimes in the past that's been seen as like manipulative stuff by the mm. by toddlers but it's so not that's so normal their job is to push to see where we stand on things to kind of feel safe in their world in terms of what how we respond and how consistent we are and like that's hard for us as well because we're human do you know we're yeah. also dealing with our own beliefs about food we're also like running the household and working and parenting and holding up our own relationships like there's lots going on and so it can feel like it's really normal to kind of snap or feel like you know that just wears you down um and I guess knowing that if if you're not clear on how you're going to handle it then that's actually uncomfortable for toddlers like they like to know what's what like if you're pretty consistent and even in the same way like if you always serve a smoothie for brekkie and it's part of your routine it's not something you're standing there being like oh I don't know what should I get like they're not even pushing back about that right it's just a normal part of the day that you're confident with and that's where we go um and so it's the same when we make decisions about things and I imagine for you Heidi when you said to yourself like okay this is about the week and you stopped kind of feeling the immediate stress about that one meal he totally picks up on your energy around that right Mm. and so it's about your confidence in kind of leading the way and then him feeling confident in in his role at meals yeah yeah because I know for me (laughs) He loves sausage. He loves pasta and cheese. And so some days Griffo and I are just like, yeah, that's what we'll cook him and we'll have our separate meals if we know he's not going to eat it. And then, you know, we are trying to get him to experiment a little bit, you know, like he loves his tacos, but he only has his cheese and his mints on it. Whereas we'll have fish tacos or whatever. And he's like, no, I'm not having any of that. And we'll just a little bit of carrot. So he'll put like four little pieces of carrot on it. (laughs) But they're the things he learns from, right? Mm. There'll be a day in the not too distant future where you're like, oh my God, he's eating a whole taco like with fish in it. And you both yeah. got to kind of look at each other like, yeah, we're cool. We're cool. Because what he's learning from you guys every time you eat it and you don't try and make him eat it. So you're not like, oh, there's fish in the taco. It's really good. And he's like, yeah, I can see right through you. As long as you can look like legit, just enjoy your fish taco. There will be a time where he's like, yeah, I've watched them eat it enough. I feel pretty good about it. I'm going to give it a go. And it's really important that we don't heap praise on him at that point or make a huge deal about it because that can make lots of kids clam up. And so really the biggest thing you can do is eat a variety of foods with your kid. And over time, they're the foods that your children will learn to like. And it can be really easy to fall into a habit of serving just the things that they like right and don't get me wrong like there are some some daycare days like you just need to serve cheese and pasta and like be done with it that's totally fine but if you if you're falling into a habit of doing that every night you your child basically doesn't have a chance to branch out right Mm. because they're always being served the same things they know they can eat it there's not even a little bit of challenge or a motivation of seeing their favorite people in the world eating those things yeah Yes. And what about, okay, so this is what I was talking about with the girls at Mother's Group the other day and, you know, just chatting to one of my good friends. So it's okay for them to go to bed hungry. And that's one thing that we've had to let go at the kitchen table as well. Like, okay, well, if you don't want that, we're actually not going to serve anything else. But, you know, one of my friends, she's been getting quite anxious because she's like, 
you know, I I don't know how much more I can take is never having dinner. Um, yeah. So is that how we kind of push through as well? Like, Not necessarily. I would change, like I would want to work out what's going on and then potentially change your language around that. So if your child is not eating dinner mm-hmm. and you've made sure that they've had regular opportunities to eat in the day, like they haven't had a, a snack 20 minutes before you've sat down for a main meal. Yes. You've made sure that there's always something on the plate that you're confident that they can eat um, and they just legitimately don't want it or they're not hungry, then it's absolutely okay to wrap up the meal, move on to bedtime. But I would say in your head, it's not that you're sending them to bed hungry. It's that you're respecting their body. You're listening to their tummy. They're telling you, like, I don't want this thing. I'm not scared or overwhelmed about it. I just don't want this thing right now. Maybe they had a really big lunch. Maybe they're in a really slow growth phase. Maybe they just had enough in the day. And so if you can change that to like, okay, well, I did all my jobs and you did your job and just decided you didn't want anything now. I'm sending you to bed because it's bedtime. Not I'm sending you to bed hungry as a punishment because that's the difference. Yes, it's the language, isn't it? You're so right. Because then we're feeling guilty, right? But actually I would say that's something that you want to give yourself a pat on the back for because you didn't make them clean their plate. You didn't make them eat everything even though they were full. And I think we've got to remember that for most young children, like particularly kind of between those ages of one to three, the majority of their food and calorie intake happens kind of by lunchtime, really. They're pretty good breakfast eaters, right? They eat big snacks in the morning. They often eat a reasonable lunch. And by the end of the day, they're pretty much done. Like they're tired. They've had enough. They just don't need any more. And they're so great at listening to their body. So I think Mm. even just adjusting our expectations for dinner can be really helpful. And if there are foods at dinner that you're really wanting to serve regularly and your child's just not got the motivation for, that's when we can look at switching it to, you know, another meal or part of snacks or having it earlier in the day. Um, Mm. But actually lots of young kids don't eat a lot of dinner. And don't eat a lot of veg. Like we're pretty much corn and sweet potato. That's what, you know, broccoli. But we're trying to get him now. We're like, even if you just try the top of the trees, like have a little nibble and he's like, okay. And then he's like, does this tiny little one? And we're like, okay, yep, you did it. Veggies veggies are really tough for young kids, right? Think about the, like the sensory components of a a vegetable they're often quite strongly flavored or quite bitter they have really mixed textures like that the colors are kind of a bit more confronting for kids um if your toddler's doing pretty well with fruit you i would keep encouraging you to offer vegetables but i actually wouldn't try to get them to eat it the more you try and coax a three-year-old into biting or licking or kissing or nibbling a veggie the more it just reinforces to them that like why is she so obsessed with this? Like I haven't seen her ask me to lick a cookie. And they're that's so much start- smarter than us, aren't they? They just they can just see through our bullshit, right? <laughs> they're like, I know oh. what you're doing. And like, okay, here you go. Yes, but that just made me laugh because the other day I've cut up zucchini, uh, not zucchini, um, cucumber and put it in his snack box. And I was like, just show me, you know, because I was like, there was two biscuits in there. I was like, maybe try some of the cucumber before you move on to the biscuits. I'd love you just to try a little bit. And he just gets right down, literally just what you did and licked it. And he's like, done. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. You just and, you know, like it feels like you're doing the right thing, like 
from a parenting perspective. But actually, mm. like just having it in the lunchbox is enough because okay, if he awesome. feels like he's only doing it to please you, then there's just no motivation. Like he actually wants to push back against that more than like his own curiosity to just one day have a bite. And it yeah. can feel like you're getting nowhere. And at, at times, like that's okay. You'll just sit still for a while. But actually you can let him surprise you rather than feeling like you need to force his hand into, um, you know, having a go. Because if, you, if you're making a kid have a bite, even if it's in a fun, friendly way, and it doesn't go well for them, there's no kind of positive neural pathway form there. They're like, right, the only time I'm biting that again is if she says I have to so that I get this other thing. (laughs) And that's where we also start like adding value to food, right? Like the veggies become the like yucky thing that has to be had before this. And actually that's what a lot of us struggle with is kind of good, bad, healthy, unhealthy stuff. And that starts young, do you know, like it's, it's well-intentioned, but it starts to kind of um, put some foods on a pedestal and others not. So um, I would kind of back off. You just literally can do less. Oh, my God. We so need you all in our life. So how can we get our children to um, understand their body? Because, like, I kind of say, like, well, how's your tummy feel? Like, you know, is it feeling, like, full? Do you feel like there's a lot of food in there? Or, you know, I try and have these conversations where I'm trying to get him to understand his body. Do I need to do that? Or does he just already know? He already knows. And I think part of it is about us trusting that he already knows. So you can have something where you're like, are you full? Are you all done? Cool. Have you had enough? But you literally don't need to go deep into it. And the same way, if you go to a party and he has heaps to eat and he's like, oh, feeling a bit uncomfortable after, also don't need to teach him a lesson. Like he totally has learned that lesson in his body, right? I think sometimes we think our job is to kind of interpret all of that for them, but they actually listen to their bodies way better than us. Um, but they're doing so without the guilt. That's what. Yes. That's the thing we want to avoid, right? We want them to just be like, oh, I feel a bit uncomfortable, move on, rather than like, oh, I shouldn't have had so much, oh, those foods weren't good for mm. blah, blah, blah. Yes. So as much as you can, like don't, you don't need to reinforce anything. You don't need to explain with words. Kids are learning from doing Okay, you're so amazing. God, I definitely needed this chat today. I tell you what, like just because a couple of things I'm like, oh, yeah, I might, I might still <laughs> oh, do look, that. You and everyone else. And I think it's well-intentioned, right? Like we're told yeah. our kids don't need enough vegetables. We're told like, you know, we're worried about kids' weight. We're worried about this. But actually what we want to do is lead by example, right? The more you can eat with your kids, the more they can see you eating different foods, the better off they'll be in the long run. The yeah. rest of it, I really don't think like we didn't need to be talking about healthy choices with kids we don't need to be telling them about like detailed things about nutrition we just don't they learn from what we do not what we say Mm, we just have to be the role models just be the role models enjoy (sighs) food sit down make time for it make time for eating together oh so good i love you so much how can people find you and get more of you uh, best place is you can either find me on Instagram. I'm at Dr. Underscore Kyla, or you can find me on mealtimes.com.au. There's a couple of uh, program membership options where you can listen to me all day if you want to every day. Oh, I could listen to you all day. <laughs> like I think you just, as a parent, you just give us the permission slip yeah. to not feel the guilt, to not overthink it. And I think sometimes we just need that support. So yeah, yes. and it's confidence in your approach, right? When you feel like, okay, I've got this philosophy, like as part of my programs, there's 
the option for members to ask questions every day of the week. Like we get back to everybody um, and it just gives you that sense of like, okay, cool. I know what I'm doing. Like there'll be curveballs, but the the majority of the time I know what I'm doing. Um, and that I think that's really freeing, right? Yes. Oh my God, a hundred percent. Okay. We'll chuck all your details in show notes, but thank you. Thank you so much for, I was like, like, where am I going to press stop on this? But thank you so much. If you (laughs) want to talk to Kyla, you can uh, check her out in the show notes. Uh, If you're loving the podcast, please like, review, rate, do whatever you got to do. If you've got an expert that you want to hear from, please send us a message at underscore Heidi Anderson. We love you and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.